What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the one and only Growing Together podcast. My name is Kaylin. I'm Kyra. We're here to crib walk with you through life, faith, relationships, and money, y'all. We're not alone, though. We got our homegirl, her debut. <laughs> uh, should I say her name or should, should she say her name? You want to you wanna rap it? Roll, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we got Kayla uh, on, the, on the tracks. Kayla in the at, studio um, in the studio <laughs> uh, at the table and she's gonna be uh moderating today's debate because it's gonna be a debate y'all I don't know if y'all knew this but oh, um y'all flies on the wall we're going to kill our podcast but it's also a debate it's a debate space so we got our moderator so uh Kayla gets final say when we're talking about these things what Kayla says goes all right so she, whoever she agrees with is the one who wins i'm just playing i don't want to put that much pressure on her y'all but we got so much stuff we want to get into today we got uh carly russell or as i like to call her carly smollett you know juicy you no know juicy smollett no <laughs> carly fake tail uh getting herself into some trouble then we got to talk about this barbie movie that uh everybody is loving but I've been hearing from some birdies on the far right side of the aisle that it's a uh, way, way too feminist. All right. Then we need to be talking about why people are getting married and why they're not. There's a lot of people within Gen Z and younger that are saying that uh, marriage is outdated. So I want to talk about that a little bit. And finally, I want to bring up this hard hitting message that a member of our church gave to us yesterday. I mean, we walked in church. We got punched <laughs> right in the gut. Y'all, the pastor not pastor the the one who sub in for the pastor this always happens to us at church too you walk in and there's a a message where you just they announce what the title of the message is and you just look over your shoulder look at, at your it. spouse so that happened to me and kyra again every time we go to church which is you know every week hopefully you're not being heathens out there every time we go to church it's always like is the lord communicating with the pastor <laughs> to be getting on us so we're gonna be talking a little bit more about friendship so without further ado Let's jump into it. But y'all, before we get into all that, um, Kyra, let me know how life is treating you. You've got some highs, some lows. Let us know. You learn anything new? Um, We'll do highs and lows this time. Okay. Okay. Um, I think my high is that I just have loved the summer and I feel like I've given the boys a really fun summer considering we didn't travel or like go on a vacation. And I just think that's really cool because I remember growing up like if we weren't going out of town or there wasn't this like vacation planned, me and my siblings were kind of like, oh, the summer sucks. You know, like we're not going anywhere. But I feel like since we didn't go anywhere this year, I feel like I've done what I could to give them like a fun summer. And I just think that's like my high of the past couple months. And it's not even over. Like we still have a good 20 days left and I have something excited, exciting for them Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday night. So I don't know. I'm just like happy that I've come up with like fun things for them to do over summer, even though we didn't like get on a plane and go out of town or something. So I don't know, just a cool thing that like you don't have to go out of town or take your kids on some like elaborate vacation for them to like enjoy, enjoy the summer. Um, my low, um, I don't really think I have one right yeah, now. Up there, head in the clouds. Yeah, I don't really think I have lows. a low. I had some highs. Okay, so a high for me is um this sounds bad <laughs> this sounds really bad but it kind of goes into like what i learned this week but um a high for me is being super consistent on 
the morning show and the podcast. Um, I made a commitment that earlier this summer that I was going to put my head down and work hard and get some of these ideas that I've had in my head for a long time out and I've gotten them out, but I've been so surprised that none of them are working the way that I thought they would, Mm -hmm. which should be a low, but it's still up there pretty high because it's fun trying to figure out this equation. Yeah. Um, A low for me has been as a result of that decision. I've not been as present as I usually am. And it's hard for me because coming from being like a family vlog dad, I've always been around. I've always been super present. I've always had way more time than I need. So I'm used to like just being present and being mindful like of the moment and just being around. Like I didn't miss anything. Mm -hmm. So kind of being upstairs working for as many hours as I've been working, I've been like missing stuff like, I've been able to swim with you guys as much. And that kind of like made me sad because it's like the reason I do this is so that I can be around my family, not so that I can just be like a workaholic. But I'm not a workaholic. I'm just kind of in a sprint mode. Yeah. But uh, sprints end. So I've um, kind of been a low for me. What I learned this week is I need to, one, stop overcommitting. I need (laughs) to continue being uh, very direct. And I need to make stuff make sense. So specifically – um, with our community, with the podcast, with my morning show, um, I need to make sure that it's working for me and it's working for everybody too. Because before I've just been focusing on over delivering, over delivering, and that was going to cause me to burn out. Yeah. So um, I've learned that I need to scale things back and um, also charge what things are worth. Like I realized that the community that we have is super valuable and um, we are gathering people that share our same like worldview and vision. Yeah. And I'm not about to allow access to that for cheap. Like it's, yeah. it's valuable and we have to charge what it's worth. So, um, well, I, and this, that. I also think like the reality for me is like, if I can't make money from what I'm doing, then we'll have to like pull the boys out of private school. And then I would become like a stay at home mom. So like if people, if the people want access to us, then we have to be able to like, pay to have the time to do this mm-hmm. that i mean so not just access to us though it's access to us and everybody else yeah. because that's the thing like i say always I want a community full of killers yeah and it's like but if there's no us there's nothing there's none of it right 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 so it's um it's something different and again i think that especially at the price point that we were at a lot of people kind of look at it like it's a patreon thing but it's like it's not we, this ain't no y'all ain't patrons or nothing like this is a service right so you're either getting what you're getting or you're not right. but um uh, it's also again a community where people need to have skin in the game and they need to believe and see in the vision so that we can all benefit from each other it's bigger than me and kyra right so um yeah i'm thinking about closing it not closing it down like oh the community doesn't exist but like closing it down for people just be able to access it whenever they want to yeah like the barrier a little bit higher right. the barrier there's going to be a barrier you're going to need to submit your information you may or may not be interviewed and then the price is going up um not for anybody again that's in the community right now but we we got enough people 200 people in here, right you know that's enough people to to not let anybody in and i would still keep doing this because again we're not really they're getting extra content but it's not like it's a big load for us. Yeah. Like, yeah, the public only sees like the first hour of this podcast, but 
what is it really to us to sit down for an extra 30 minutes? Right. So um, just kind of figuring that out um, with our team. Cause again, it's bigger than just me and Kyra. Like people got to get paid and Kyra and I will get paid last or not at all <laughs> in order so that the people on our team can. So again, at the end of the day, we run the business and we just want to make sure that we have the, the best product out there and that it's for the best price. So lots of tangents moving on. Moving on. All right. So let's get into the first topic, Skyra. So how would you transition from there to this? Well, I think the first topic should be Carly Russell. Oh, you want to throw it on me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So how would I do Carly? So I don't know if y'all have been living under a rock. (laughs) But if you haven't, um, there's this... (laughs) This is a woman, I, want, I keep thinking about Juicy. Juicy Smollett. Do y'all remember that happening? Uh, there was a guy who, he's an actor, and he acted in a show called Empire. He probably acted elsewhere as well, but he's since been canceled. But not for no reason. Juicy Smollett got canceled because he decided that he wanted some attention. And he didn't get this attention through merit. No, he got this attention through acting like a victim. Not just any victim. He's acting like a victim of hate crime. So he hired some African dudes to beat him down in Chicago. <gasps> I forgot yeah, about this. Yeah. So he hired them to beat him down and caused the whole uproar. People praying for Jussie. People, <gasps> people were sad, crying. He, Riley, Riley cries for Jussie, saying that, wow, this is why we got to stop using this charged language, this discriminatory language, because people are doing terrible things to people that are in these marginalized communities. Uh, The problem is he hired him and he lied and he faked a hate crime and everybody found out. So now he turned his name that used to be a noun into a verb and we call it getting juicy. All right. Juicy Smollett. All right. So Somewhere along the intersection of FAFO, and some of y'all don't know what FAFO means, but it means blank around and find out. Somewhere within the city, along the intersection of FAFO, this woman named Carly Russell wanted to <laughs> just see us. <laughs> and she had us Please. all sad. Because the story goes like this. This woman, she says she was driving along the interstate. Right. And there was a four-year-old a toddler. Toddler just walking around with these cars driving super fast. So Carly allegedly got out of the car to help the four-year-old. Mm-hmm. She calls her parents. She explains what she's doing. And the last thing people heard was her rustling and tussling and screaming and apparently fighting with somebody. She goes missing. Her car is found running. She called 911 too, right? AirPods in there. The four-year-old is missing. Carly missing. Again, the car is on. And all and her she, stuff is And in she there. left her wig, right? <laughs> <laughs> left her wig. But check this out, y'all. And here's what's crazy. You know what she didn't leave? Snacks. Big hungry. T- <laughs> she left this. She didn't leave this. Y'all. The, I'm getting ahead of myself. But they found her credit card transactions. They found her internet browser looking up how to disappear and things like that. 
And in her transaction history, they saw her going to convenience stores and getting some snacks. She was hungry. And she didn't leave them mugs. Everything else got left, right? So the whole world is in a tizzy. I'm getting told to talk about this on the morning show. The whole community is blowing up. Twitter is trending. It's going on threads. Everybody's talking about Carly. And there was this narrative. One, there's a missing person. But the other narrative is because she's a black woman, nobody is talking about it. Right. And if it was a white woman, people would be talking about it. So everybody's getting all in their feelings, talking about, oh, man, oh, racial, 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 racial. But I, th- I feel like people were talking about it. They were. I feel like a lot of people were talking heard, about it. I heard. But, again, there's an argument that can be made about different levels of coverage. Now, y'all know what kind of side that we're going to land on. But, again, this happened. Come to find out, this girl walked home. She probably didn't drive too far. She probably only drove a couple miles. Because you know how far you can walk, especially if you dare. True, true. So she shows She left up. her shoes? She, uh, I don't know. Oh. But I know she showed up beaten, bruised. She ends up in the hospital. She her beat herself up? I don't know how it happened. But her boyfriend goes on Instagram after they found her and was just like, oh, she's obviously been taken advantage of. She's obviously been hurt. We just gonna let her have some time, like they did with Jamie Foxx. Right. We let her have some time to gather herself because she's been uh, sexually assaulted, and it was a trafficking situation. Here's the thing: remember that four year old we was talking about? I thought it was a trafficking situation too when I first heard yeah. it. You know, sound of freedom, all that. Remember that four year old we was talking about though? Yeah. Don't exist. Yeah. Don't exist. So why do you think she did this? It's gotta <laughs> be for attention. It's got to be. Well, why do you want this type of attention? Because I. <laughs> Carly. Why did she do that? I mean, it's got to be for attention. For, from her boyfriend, maybe. Parents. I don't wow. know. I feel like people nowadays, again, in our culture where, you know, how every four years we have the Olympics. Yeah. There's this idea of the victim Olympics where you can get so much credibility, so much pity that you can parlay into influence, fame, money. Oh, is that what she's trying to do? And I think that she was just trying out for the victim Olympic trials. Cause I don't know like when the main event is. I know again, every four years we're going to be having an Olympics uh, next year. But the victim Olympics, it seems like it's every day. It's always somebody trying to find some intersection where they're victimized so they can get some attention from everybody. And Carly just decided she was going to take her black woman tail. Again, I'm talking about intersections. So she's a black woman. So she's already marginalized and she's hitting these intersections. Now she just needs to find a way how she could be assaulted and take advantage of the cultural moment that Sound of Freedom has created. Hmm. So she's actually kind of smart. Was Jussie smart? I mean, is there no other way to get some attention? I mean, of that level, probably not. On that level, to like have your 911 call be like out and like everyone saying your name, like everyone. And like, honestly, the fact that she's black, the attention she probably wants is from the black community. So it's like, I'm going to have all the right people talking about me. Like what we're doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Carly Carly Russell will go down in history. You know what, though? 
I saw Ricky Smiley, and again, this is no slight to him, but I saw Ricky Smiley among other people on threads talking about after she got found out to be a liar, talking about like basically what we not gonna do is like come down on her. We need to be praying for her. I ain't praying for Carly. No, honestly, <laughs> once I think once I saw that she was it was fake, I actually kind of felt bad for her. No, not me. I did. I did because I was like, well, one, I was annoyed that like she literally said that she saw a child on the freeway and like, okay, also didn't the police get there within like three minutes? I don't. So that girl must have been, did she run? I'm literally like so many, so many questions, thoughts. How did nobody else see a toddler? Whatever. It comes out to be fake. And then it's like, can you imagine the kind of person like the where your brain has to be to do something like that? I just feel Pity. bad. Sorrows, sorrows, prayers. I'm hesitant, though. I'm hesitant to feel bad because if we feel bad for Carly, we give her exactly what she wanted indirectly. Now, it's not the reason that she wanted us to feel bad for her, but she still ends up getting the pity. She gets no sympathy from me because she didn't actually have to do this. It's not really sympathy. It is more pity, which is not as... let's say, you know, she ends up, she was manic and it's a mental health crisis and that's something that happened. Okay, absolutely understand. But for her to just try and strategically start like an influencer career or something, that's a yikes. Has she come out and said anything since then? No, I didn't say nothing, but she did accidentally like something. She accidentally liked a tweet that was basically her indirectly admitting to her being guilty. Fumbling. Messing around. This is why you mm-hmm. can't be lying because my mom always says it's so hard to keep up with lies. When you start lying, you got to remember what you said on there and all that. And our man's- I mean, it's not really that big of a deal, right? Like, besides the fact that there were resources wasted on her. But, like, besides that, like. What do you think should happen to her? Nothing. Nothing? So this is the problem. Do people think she should go to jail or something? Something needs to happen. It's the, and again, I think it's the precedent. And I might, I come, might come down a little bit hard on y'all who love this Barbie movie that we have to get into. But it's the precedent of women lying because Jussie got in big trouble. Jussie did not win the court of public approval. He got crucified. Did he go to jail or something? Something happened with Jussie. Hmm. But he basically ruined his life. But now all of a sudden it's a black woman. It's like it's giving believe all women vibes. It's giving not being judged by the same standard because what she did is just as bad as what he did i don't remember what jesse did so i can't really but she she lied and alleged trafficking of a whole no, another four-year-old little girl like there has to be consequences for this because if there's not we're indirectly incentivizing people to do things by showing that there's no consequence for them so in the same way, See, I don't want her to go to jail, but I do think there should be like some kind of something. Let's elevate it a little bit because I think it's still kind of. OK, if we elevate it right now, there is no real consequence for a woman lying, saying that a man rapes her. But if he is convicted of something that he didn't do, he can be sent to prison for the rest of his life. Okay, so obviously, um, I'm just, this is me saying this. I believe that rapists should be castrated and hanged. Why? Because the punishment needs to be so severe that people don't do it. No, I'm not going to have sympathy for nobody who's out here raping people. I'm not. Okay. Now imagine 
if the same consequence was applied for people who was out here lying, how many times do you think it would happen? This is why I can't make no law because this is be this is not it's not going to go like this. But I'm just saying for the sake of the argument, imagine if the consequences were so severe it started making people think twice. Imagine if Carly, her punishment for lying like this was to receive the sentence that the perpetrator that if okay. they had done it gave to her. Imagine if she got what they would have got. But here's the thing. Everybody's initial reaction is, whoa, castrated hang. I'm just like, wait. Do you really mean that? Like yeah, for rapists? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I have no so, sympathy for rapists, child predators, p- pedophile, at, at all. At all. So, okay, so if you're saying that she should receive whatever sentencing that a child trafficker would I'm have gotten. that's what's up for debate. If they act, if they I'm saying she it. should receive something that is so disincentivizing she should be made an example of because this this kind of stuff especially the more it's like when like uh suicides or mass shootings are publicized and sensationalized it leads people to do them more because they believe in like this reward at the end of like fame so she needs to be made an example of one because she needs to pay for what she did, but also to disincentivize everybody else who might. But okay, I feel like. Mess. Do you think okay? She goes to they go to court over this, and at the end of the day, all she did was lie. You know what I mean? Like she didn't actually traffic anybody. So I feel like they're going to be like, "Well, she's just a liar." What punishment can you really give somebody who's just a liar? Do you think that lying doesn't? No, I think it does matter, but I'm I'm trying to think like back away from my personal beliefs about lying. Do people really care that people lie? It just depends who's the object of it and who it affects. And this is what I'm saying. Like, well, and it really, it really only affected her. No. And like, the, obviously, the resources that got taken away and the money that was wasted. Carly wasted my time too. on this. But <laughs> do they care that she wasted your time? She, they should. I don't think they do. There's only so much empathy to go around, and it's like I think if they would have, if there was like, oh, there's a suspect, and they take this, take somebody for being, a, they thought that he was the trafficker, and like, or she was the trafficker, and arrested them, and they spent time in jail. Then I think people would be like, no, be, now she needs to go to jail because she made somebody else have to spend time in jail or whatever. But like, that didn't happen. Think about the unintended consequences of her lying. Right. Black women already have it hard. She used all this pent up pity that hasn't been distributed equally to black women historically. And she used it selfishly for herself on a lie and created a boy that cried wolf situation where now I will not be able to empathize correctly when the next thing that actually happens happens because i'm gonna be thinking about her goofy how she lied yeah yeah the unintended consequences but i think you can't send somebody to jail for that can you send somebody to jail for lying about being raped i don't think so should you be able to yeah so how much further can we extrapolate that into this situation? but what was what was the crime being done against her she literally just pulled over 911 there's a toddler Come help me. Unintended and then consequence. Runs away. The cop can't be two places at once. So by her doing that, and by her creating this national buzz and attention, right. What did we not see 
that should have otherwise gotten that attention. Right. Who used that as an opportunity to go do something? Because I didn't even know. Maybe there just needs to be. There was a serial killer in Dallas. Right. Maybe there just needs to be a general sentencing for. For making that up. Let's go. But like, I just don't see them sending people to jail for lying. Let's go to the community. Kayla, you have an opinion on this? I don't want to just throw this on you, but what are they saying in the community? So, I'm glad you're asking. Because, do y'all know, how did it go viral? Because I saw a couple people in the community say that she did it for attention from her boyfriend. Because, rumor has it, I guess they broke up shortly before it happened. <laughs> so maybe she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How is this national news? Like, so Oh. Do y'all know? I just saw it on TikTok. That's oh. how I saw it. And they were like, they felt so bad for her. They're like, oh my gosh, pulling up footage from the highway and saying like they can see her walking around the car. And then it, it just kind of like ends and so blurry. Like you could barely make anything out. And they're like, is that a person? Is that the kid? We, where's the child? Well, they were saying that her family was in on it too. Right. But I'm over here wondering like, we were talking about fatal attractions uh, last week. <laughs> now I'm wondering, <laughs> hey, if you are with, dating married to somebody that will literally fake their own abduction in order to get your love run that is scary y'all this is a scene for a crime show yeah because if she would go to this extent i'm wondering what she would do like, what i wonder she- if she regrets it you think she yes. regrets it because it, what she did was bad or you think she regrets it because she got caught well, like, what was her end game? I wonder what her end game was. I think she's just probably embarrassed over all of it. That's a yikes. Like, she's probably like, I didn't think this through the way that I thought I did. You tell me this. Are you uh, embarrassed over the Barbie movie? No. Tell me about the Barbie movie. I tell love. Me what I need to know. <laughs> I'm. I don't want to talk about it because I feel like you guys are gonna be like, of course, Kyra loves the Barbie movie, and I feel like when I ask people what they thought about the Barbie movie, nobody gives me a straight answer. Like, did you guys like it or not? So I feel like I'm just out here on my own, like being like, I like the Barbie movie. I thought it was super cute. It was fun. I definitely thought it was going to be more like, I thought they were going to play the Nicki Minaj I Spice just from the beginning. And it was going to be like this fun movie with like the best soundtrack that had just like all these like fun songs. And they did have a lot of good songs, I think, but it was more, I think it was more based than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to, no, I didn't think that it was going to be a kid's movie. But I thought that it was going to be more fun, playful, kiki, joking Barbie movie. But literally the beginning of the movie, which spoiler, I don't know if you guys have watched it yet or not. Like in the beginning of the movie, it's like talking about how since the beginning of time, girls have played with just like baby dolls. And then Barbie was like really the start of girls playing with like more adult dolls. And I didn't think about that. How like when you're a little girl, you just play with baby dolls and you're like instant homemaker of these little baby dolls and like caretakers. And I was like, wait, we're kind of starting off like historical. I was like, what's happening? Like I thought it was literally going to start with the Nicki Minaj I Spice song and just like get into it and just be fun. But it was like actually so I literally thought I was in the wrong movie for a second. (laughs) That's how weird it was. I was like, wait, am I in the wrong movie? But I really liked it. I thought it was cute. Um, I actually liked that they took a more serious approach as far as like themes and storylines. What are a couple themes that you think that they're trying to Um, project into the audience? One of the first themes that I think the first one that I noticed is against this is going to be a spoiler for people who haven't seen it. Sorry. 
Kind you of. I, I won't. I'll try not to get into specifics. You know how to not spoil it. You're a booktuber. It's hard. It, it is hard to talk about it without saying. But I did love that one. The theme of Barbie, you would think that it's going to be about the little girls that play with Barbies. But it's actually about us now, older Gen Z and millennials that used to play with Barbies. It's more about us than like the little girls that play with Barbies or used to play with Barbies. It's like the storyline is more about us and who we are as, as adults now. And I thought that was really cool that they did that because I totally thought it was going to be about like little girls and how they play with their Barbies or like um, body image issues maybe that they see from playing with Barbies and they're so little, but it's actually about like us older women and the impact Barbie had on us and kind of how we've grown and now our issues in life that women face and kind of how Barbie plays into that. So where I thought does, that was really cool. Where does the toxic feminism come in? Because that's where I'm I'm hearing, because again, I haven't seen it. Um, but I'm hearing from really some men that it's super woke, trash, terrible, toxic feminism, feminism is going on. Um, oh. But did you see like any of that in there? Or I didn't think that at all. I did one of the other parts, they just talk about how like as women, it's like be super sweet and gentle and kind, but not so much to where you get taken advantage of and like be submissive and be a good wife. And you need to want to have children, but you also need to be a boss and you need to be able to take care of yourself and like be be independent. But then it's like, well, be dependent and sweet and cute and modest, but like don't let men control you. Don't let the world control you. And it's just like this constant tug of war. And then one of the quotes from the movie said something like men hate women and women hate women. Ooh, and see, but that, that's not fair. Why, why are we in it? Why I, we think, we un- like I think we understand that it's, yes, they're making a, a broad stroke, but I think we understand the messaging behind it. No, I think we do. Consciously you shake your head with it. And I'm just like, okay, I say that phrase too sometimes. Cause I know that is true. We got, some we get it. Like we get it. Right. But like, can they be more specific? Some women hate women and some men hate men. Yeah. It just doesn't hit the same. I think it was meant to be like, dang, they really said that in a Barbie movie. Okay. What it's you just like what you don't expect. What, what do you think they meant by it? Because I don't, I don't really trust their intention. No, I actually thought that it was very well balanced. Like Ken in the movie is having all of these like issues that a lot of men face where it's like one. Oh, also Will Ferrell's in the movie and he talks about like, he's supposed to be the CEO of Mattel. I think or something or maybe the president and he's like being a leader is just like hard mm-hmm. like it's weighty and sometimes like, sometimes like in the middle of meetings I just like don't want to do it like it's a lot it's it's weighty um and then I remember Ryan Gosling as plays Ken and he's talking about um just like how can I be enough just like as who I am mm-hmm. without attaching myself to my job or who I'm married to or whatever else in life or like how good I look or how strong I could be or how, or how manly I am. So I feel like they did a good job of like showcasing the the struggles of women and also showcasing the struggles of men. If you have to take the other and side, then, why do you think people are, or why do you think some men feel like targeted? Like you think they just be in their feelings all the time? Because <laughs> they're stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, bruh, some, no, I don't care. Some men really just want to hate. Like, they just do. Why do you? Oh. <laughs> some women, too. I get it. Some women, too. But I think. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with Sometimes, you, but why, why do you think that? Because they're just haters. It's in their, it's just who they are. Man, y'all sound like some real misandrists. No, I'm not. Men be getting uh, accused of being misogynistic all the time. 
hate the patriarchy, fight the patriarchy, feminism, this, no, feminism, I, that. But it's just like, okay. but it, And that's true for some men. But, like, do we also see where the women are being misandrous? Where they're kind of taking feminism way too far. And it's yes, totally. And now it's but like, that's not what Barbie is. I actually think Barbie portrayed what actual feminism is. I think that like they're trying at to the redo core. the brand. Because Barbie has been... No, and they did bring up a lot of the problematic, like the fact that they even called stereotypical Barbie, stereotypical Barbie. Like that kind of has like a negative connotation to it, but they leaned into it being like- How many black folks yeah. is in the movie? I don't know, the lights were off. Oh, in the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's like- <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I thought she meant in the theater. <laughs> that is awful. Kayla, you can I- laugh at that, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, I don't Whoa, know. I was off. That that is funny. Um, that is funny. Yeah. Um, no, there were black people in the movie. I, I don't know Issa how many. Is in there or Issa? How yeah, yeah. Issa Rae is in there. She was so funny. I loved her. She was president. Did she have a good role. Yes. Did she get good screen time? Oh yeah. I'm asking all the questions. I already know folks is going to be asking. So this is more <laughs> than just me. Yeah. Right. Um, I will say, did I love Margot Robbie as Barbie? Bet not. But not come from not really. I would have loved for them to do like Paris Hilton as Barbie oh. or Hillary Duff as Barbie. Oh, Hillary, See, Hillary. I just I think I it's nothing against Margot Robbie as an actress or anything like that, but I just don't have a personal connection to Margot Robbie. I don't even know who she is. What? Like I didn't know about her before this. Because isn't she a writer? Isn't she a director? Has she ever she been an actress? She does a little bit of all that, but no, I saw her. She's like really iconic uh with men who've like seen like the Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. She did. Or not, uh, no, the big short. She did like a bathtub scene where okay. she was explaining um, the housing oh, prices I have heard and of that. things like that. So I'm not super familiar with her, but I kind of wish because Barbie is so iconic of like all of our childhoods and stuff, I wish they would have brought in somebody that we were close with back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. or like, you know, There's or like really late 1990s. Not a lot of people who can be stereotypical Barbie. So I kind of wish they would have done like, I have like Paris Hilton, but yes. But I, I do think. Margot Robbie. I don't know if Paris Hilton. See, I, now I feel like I'm getting into it too much, but I feel like Paris Hilton would have been the perfect Barbie for like the Barbie movie I was imagining in my head. Where she's a little bit more ditzy, probably. A little bit more ditzy and just like, yes. Because Margot doesn't come off as ditzy to me. Yeah. Like, right. She, well, Paris. I think she wrote, I think she helped write the Barbie movie. Mm. So like the, all the messaging in it and stuff was like her. How would you have felt if they would have done Tyra Banks? I would have loved that. No, I would. I would have been. I would have already watched it five times. The world would have stopped. I honestly wish they would have. That's where woke. But they were like, you get, you guys get Little Mermaid this year. That's all you get. (laughs) No, honestly, if they would have done, if they could do Tyra Banks, I would have loved that so much. It's so. It's always so funny to me when they be throwing uh, black folks in 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 roles that black people really didn't ask to be in. Like, I would rather be like a new superhero or new like. Uh, Disney princess or something yeah. than just oh you're gonna be Cinderella yeah like no let me be Tiana yeah like, and I wish I wish they would have had Margot Robbie wear pink lipstick oh like the iconic Barbies that had like the bright pink lipstick I wish they would have done like a couple scenes of her like that um but yeah no and I as far as like the whole feminism thing I feel like they did a great job at balancing both I don't think it was okay like in the beginning Barbies are kind of like ruling everything and then the men kind of take over. But then in the end, it's like, but what if we all just like 
they, I feel like they kind of almost went gender roles on us. Mm. Like they did say, it's okay if you don't want to have kids. It's okay if you just like want to be a boss. It's okay if you want to be the president, whatever. But I feel like in the end, it kind of was like, well, if women just get to be women and men just get to be men, then, you know, our worlds can coexist. <laughs> I do feel, and I was like kind of shocked. At, that's what I took from it was like, I was like, they are kind of wanting this balance that I don't hear a lot of people talk about. Like it's either men are leaders, men are better leaders because women are too emotional and men are more logical. Um, or it's like, oh, well, women just need to be at home and they need to have kids and they need to be submissive and like cook their husband's meals and stuff. But this was more like balance. And I don't, that's why like, I'm not really seeing the whole like feminist push or like they, it's like a, a man hating movie. Cause it really wasn't. What do you think, Kayla? For somebody who also hasn't seen it, what did you kind of expect the movie to be about? So, yeah, I thought it was going to be a literal kids movie. Or teenage, rom-com. <laughs> like, that's why I was excited to go see it because I was like, when have movies like that been out? But that's what I've heard is like a lot of like, it had like a deeper meaning mm-hmm. to it, which I think is actually kind of cool, honestly. But yeah. I'm probably going to still go see it. But Yeah, I honestly, I want to watch it again because I know there are so many like, quotes that I missed and things that I missed but I thought it was such a sweet movie I love when movies have like deeper meanings and Mm -hmm. stories behind them and so I've been watching like all the Margot Robbie um interviews I don't want to sound like a Margot Robbie hater I'm not at all but I'm just saying if I could have changed something about it I would have loved for them to use somebody who was like nostalgic to me just because I love stories behind actresses and like things like that okay so as women do y'all feel like just the themes that you kind of mentioned do y'all feel like more movies need those themes or is it at a space maybe where they're trying to infuse them into places that don't really need them and it's like i think where it makes sense is great but i don't think that every single movie needs to be like women empowerment or like men are super emotional or men hate being leaders or it's hard to be a leader like i don't think every movie needs to have that messaging what's the community saying What what are they no wait guys i wanted to mention miss joanna talked about how hi joanna uh how it's so interesting how sound of freedom came out this past week at mm-hmm. the same time spider-man fast x oppenheimer barbie all these like big time movies came out and so i wanted to throw that in there really quick because i wonder if it was like a marketing strategy you know and what know in what way what, what, what how do you as, think would affect it yeah as in like isn't it funny how sound of freedom a movie that i honestly believe needs to be talked about there needs to be more movies like that is out there at the same time all of these like big blockbuster movies are out right now right yeah because it's kind of being like overshadowed oh yeah 100%. do you think that they intentionally released it at this time though like do y'all think when they released sound of freedom <laughs> do you think they knew they had a hit like wow this movie is gonna go like it's gonna kill crush the box office like it's gonna be such a cultural moment or do y'all think that it was kind of like it just kind of happened organically and um, there is a silent majority of people that have been yearning to see movies like this. Mm-hmm. But since there haven't been movies like this, the market didn't know that people wanted to see them. Right. And I'm actually like, I know that people are very opportunistic in the movie industry. So rather than coming up with new ideas, they would rather probably just going to redo this script more and more. Do y'all believe the theories that there is some like funny business going on? Like, have y'all heard about stuff like that? Oh, Yeah. About like the EMC theaters and stuff like um, saying that 
the AC is out so you can't watch the movie. I've seen them just like turn on the lights in the middle of the movie. Man. <laughs> or turn people away and say like AC is not working and then people can't watch it. I don't know, y'all. I still haven't seen it. I told y'all I was going to try and pirate it because I, I, I can't get to the movies. <laughs> but since they're giving you out could, tickets for free, I said, look, it's not technically stealing because I could get 100 tickets for free by myself. So uh, I'm just going to try to find a way to watch it at home. And I'll have more thoughts on it. Have you seen it, Kayla? I haven't. No? I want to go see it so bad. Yeah. If you guys have seen it, let us know in the comment section um, what you guys thought of it. Did it... Uh, add some color to your perspective did you not know this stuff was going on um i just man i, I was looking at a, a story earlier today on the morning show about government sponsored sex trafficking um project veritas um this like investigative journalism company was like looking into stuff and again there's just so much going on that we don't know about and since we don't know about it and so it's not talked about a lot, it can kind of sound like conspiracy theory. Right. But I don't know. I don't trust people. I don't put anything well, past Well, and anybody. I think that when movies come out about it, it really legitimizes it versus watching YouTube videos or TikToks on it because it does make it sound like, oh, it's just con conspiracy theorists. But once a movie comes out about it, it's like it had to go through so many people to get this approval. And I saw somebody said it took eight years. Yeah. Who said that? Oh, Joanna. Yeah, Joanna said um, it took eight years to be released. Wow. That's just wild because they know it, it adds, it makes it more legitimate because it's in a movie theater and there's tickets being sold to watch it. That's pretty crazy. You know what else is crazy? What? Two in five young adults surveyed say marriage is an outdated tradition. Two in five? Mm -hmm. Around 85% of responders reported that they don't feel that marriage is needed to have, quote, a fulfilling and committed relationship. Crazy. Marriage expectations are changing among Gen Z and millennials, with two in five people surveyed stating that they believe marriage is an outdated tradition, according to a new survey from the Thriving Center of Psychology. While traditional ideas surrounding marriage may be shifting, 83% of participants said they would like to get married at some point, though 85% also reported that they don't feel like marriage is needed to have a fulfilling relationship. Uh, over one in six said they do not plan on getting married. One in six how old were they what is that like 17 percent what yeah so 17 percent of millennials and seven percent of gen z feeling this way so if you're a millennial you're probably between right now 26 and what, like 40 45 um if you're gen z you're probably under 26 or under 25 okay sydney said that's what drake said in his this have you seen his viral interview no with bobby okay um he basically said, she was like, would you, are you going to get married or something? And he was like, no, because I couldn't, not right now, because I couldn't offer, I couldn't offer her what I would need to give her. And honestly, I am happy that Drake's not married because he doesn't need to be married. No, Drake said that he was going to slow down. He literally well, He's not said, ready yet. He said, um, I still got like five more years of doing what I want or something like that. So how many years ago was that? Yeah. He's not ready. He's not going <laughs> to slow down. And I'm glad he's not married because he would just be, he, he would, he just doesn't need to be a husband. Why do y'all think though that, okay, let's take the opposite side of this. Why does our generation, because we're like dead in the middle, like J. Cole said, dead in the middle of two generations. I'm little bro. I'm a brother. I want. So like, I'm a super young millennial or I'm the oldest Gen Z. Right. 
So I'm like right in the middle of this. But I got married at 19. And I've been married almost seven years. And I quite like this. Like this worked pretty good. Why do y'all think though that this younger generation doesn't want to be married? Because everybody complains about it. Ooh. Everyone says it sucks. Like even on TikTok, and I mean, that's where most of Gen Z is hanging out anyway. So it really matters what the millennial wives and older Gen Z wives are posting on TikTok. That's why I literally... Like in threads, I'm always like, literally everyone stop complaining about being a wife, especially Christians. Stop complaining about being a wife and stop complaining about motherhood. Because like, yeah, you think it's a joke or you're laughing about it. But like Gen Z is watching us say this stuff and they're like, oh, that's not what I want. Mm. And it's like, you're for the sake of the joke or for the sake of the content or for the sake of the view, the like, the comment, you will make a joke that's actually not accurate of your actual at-home life. Mm. Or maybe it is accurate and you need to do something about it and get off social media. Wow. Like if you don't like being a mom, I don't think that's something you need to say to TikTok. You need to go in your prayer closet and go to God about that. Like why are you going to these Gen Zers, Gen Zers on TikTok and complaining about it and then seeking validation in it? Like, no, I don't validate that thought. You need to go deal with that. And also, as far as like marriages go, it's always granted. There are a lot of women on there that like say they love their husbands and like portray great, healthy, happy marriages, which I think is amazing and what we all need to be doing if we're going to be on social media. Um, But there's so many women that are like they will make jokes like, oh, I just got home and my husband handed me the baby as soon as I walked through the door. Or I couldn't even take a shower today because my husband wouldn't take the baby. And it's like, why do we think if I was, if I was unmarried and I was watching that, I would be like, I'm never getting married because why would I want that? Why would I sign up for that? Why would I sign up to literally be with a man who like doesn't care about me at all? Nobody wants that. Yeah. And I really, I feel like it's on, it's the fault of people who portray unhealthy, unhappy marriages and joke about it because it's like, well, now I'm just like in this place of contempt and I can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just, that's not true for everyone. And what about the, the other side of that? That, okay, yeah, there's people who are overtly going on there and complaining and building a brand really off of complaining about the decisions that they chose to get into, whether that be marriage or to procreate. Um, but what about the people who, again, caught the stray that they didn't really ask for, where they are the child of a marriage that didn't work? But know? there's so many of us like I my parents are divorced and should have been divorced far before they even actually followed through with it. And I have one of the like healthiest marriages I've ever seen. Actually, mm-hmm. I have the healthiest marriage I've ever seen. So you agree with that. I don't know. I mean, um, uh, my, my parents, they got a good, they got a good marriage. But I don't know. Oh, well, no, I mean, like, as far as when I was growing up and yeah. like the marriages I was around, like my, my grandma's divorced. My aunt is divorced. My mom is divorced. Um, and then of the other marriages that I've seen, like growing up were not that healthy. Mm-hmm. So. So what yeah, kept you say. from being jaded about it? Is it just experiential? Like- well, I think at the time I was just like, um, I, the word, I'm kind of losing the word, but like when you want to rebel, like I feel like I was kind of being rebellious because my. But rebelling into something good. Yes. Like I'm going to rebel into a good marriage because you had a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Cause I just thought like when my parents are like, 
you're this isn't going to end good. Like you shouldn't get married this this young. Uh, I feel like I was like, well, watch watch it be good. Mm. God can work. Like with I'm that. gonna I'm gonna do it. God can work with that. And I just thought that they were wrong. Like yeah. I just thought. You have to be wrong. Because I do remember going over to your parents' house and remembering, like, how quiet it was. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is so weird. Like, your mom had one more kid than my mom had. So I was like, it's weird that it's so quiet here. Like you can't blame the kids. Right. For ruining the marriage. You can't blame anything, yeah. really, but, like, yourself. And this is why I think that marriage takes two to tango. Um, yeah. So I think that I've been a beneficiary of my parents great marriage so yeah. being raised in that i'm sorry it, one like it, it made it kind of like the standard for me like i just i don't know life any other way like my parents are still married um that's they they each other's road dogs like they do everything together and in a lot yeah. of ways like i'm similar to my dad in that like i like being around you like i actually like you and i think sometimes uh, i don't want to say people pick wrong because i don't necessarily believe that but a lot of times people believe they picked wrong and they start to not like the person that they chose. Yeah. But I believe that marriage is a covenant and it's not just something that society gets to define, but it's something that God gave us as an institution to be in covenant relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a God ordained thing. So when two people come together, I believe a hundred percent of the time that it could work if the people are willing to change, leave, cleave, become one 100%. and serve each other selflessly. Yeah. But some of us are so selfish that if the person that we chose maybe for some vapid, shallow, physical reasons change in a way that we don't like, we stop sacrificially loving them. So we stop serving them. Yes. And we end up not liking them. And now yes. they're the problem when really we the problem. That's why I was so annoyed about the whole like, well, if my wife gets fat, then I can just like go cheat, right? Or I can just go masturbate, right? And it's like, what are we saying Mm -hmm. what are we agreeing to what are we like we're egging on this whole culture of like if he or she doesn't look how i want them to or do what i want them to do then i could just go do whatever i want yeah it's nuanced though because it's like you know keeping yourself healthy is important and it will make you more attractive to your partner okay well on the other end of that even if they don't that doesn't mean that you can start not loving them sacrificial we're in control of what we do right and i feel like that was a huge lesson i learned in the beginning of our marriage of like also it's not like we just got married and it was like we just married the most beautiful angelic people ever and they're perfect and they don't do ever do anything wrong like no i had to sacrifice sorry i had to sacrifice things and you had to sacrifice things so that we actually could get to the point we're at now mm-hmm. it wasn't like we just got married and it just all happened so naturally without any sacrifices or without any work And I also think it is people's thought lives of like, if they believe that they married the wrong person, then that will start to manifest in the way that they behave and act Mm -hmm. and the way that they think when they leave and go out into the real world. And that's why like, you won't hear me say motherhood is ghetto because like, if I really start to believe like, yeah, I may say it as a joke, which I don't, but if I did, that is like inside of me. Mm -hmm. That's actually my, the posture of my heart is that I actually don't like this, Yeah, but I'm a Christian wife, so I have to like it. Whereas if I'm like, actually, this is such a beautiful thing and a blessing that I get to experience this. And like that genuinely is what flows out of me because my heart and my mind like understand that to be truth. Which is interesting because you're going to catch a stray, but I got to ask this question. So if you can really see the correlation between 
what you think or what you say and how that makes you feel. How is that any different from what you allow yourself to see or listen to and how that affects you? Like, how are you able to make a distinction there, but you're not able to say jokes for some people and like not jokes for other people? Things like motherhood is ghetto or I can't stand my kids or my husband is this and not be able to differentiate that. I think some people maybe can. Maybe some people can still like probably not good in practice. Well, and maybe it's not good to say it to people that are still learning and maybe like they don't know if they want to get married yet. Maybe don't say it in front of them because then that's going to affect how, how they think and that's yeah. going to shape their worldview. But like if it's in the privacy of your own home and like your husband knows it's a joke or whatever, then yeah, because there's like jokes I say privately that it's like, well, I wouldn't say that in front of so-and-so because I, they wouldn't think it's funny. But you know, jokes change me. We be doing our little jokey jokes. A little jokey jokes. I'll be like, wait, whoa, I I need to stop joking like that because again, out of my mouth. Well, okay, on TikTok, I have heard somebody say, like, I will never joke. Like, if I'm with my husband or with my boyfriend and he gets a text from a girl or gets a text, I won't be like, What is that? Your other girlfriend? Like, I won't joke like that. And I do agree, there are certain jokes that like we just don't joke about because it's not funny. Yeah. It's just not a good it's not a good one. I wanna know one of our little jokey jokes. Do you want to say <laughs> one of our little jokey jokes? It's Kyra and I. We don't curse. If y'all didn't know, um, I pride myself on not on not cursing for over a decade, except for them two times where I accidentally said D A M N and what else? Did I say something else? I think it's just no. It was, I think it was a second time, but I can't remember. I had a streak. I used to be a cusser. I used to be a cusser. I grew up on Xbox Live, y'all. I used to be cussing like crazy, but for a good period of time, I didn't say not a single bad word. No, 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 not that I didn't think them, but I didn't say them. All right. And I just blew my streak for something so dumb. It's like as a guy, uh, a saved guy who's trying to stop watching porn, you go so long, right? And then you watch it and it's just like, why did I do that? I ruined my streak. No, the word streak is such porn lingo. Yeah. Like you just know. So I had a streak, right? With, uh, with cursing. And then on the dumbest thing, I said D-A-M-N. And it was, or I said something. And I was just like, ah. And Kyra did not let it go. She looked at, whoa, wow. Repent. Unsaved. And it's just like. I'm dead. She said, does a pure stream and a dirty stream flow together? Try, try and get me. But no, our little jokey jokes is uh, kind of like almost cussing. <laughs> like if you're making a joke and you say, hey, that. Like, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But my whole thing, even joking like that. Is now in my head, I'll be like, I'll be saying it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I'm roasting, that's why I can't even say it. But um, I think that Gen Z is selfish. I don't think they want to sacrifice anything. Um, But we're all selfish. But specifically, this generation, this individuality that we've been led to believe and cling to, that's led to this rise in toxic femininity, toxic masculinity, men hating women because they look at what some women have done to some men and they look at marriage as a liability. Yeah. Because, wow, if I have kids with you, now I can end up on child support. Now you can end up taking half my money. Or women looking at, wow, if I get married to you, now I'm going to have to sacrifice my career because you're going to want me to be a birther. No, and, and you I- don't want me to do this. And nobody wants to sacrifice. 100%. I do think that women have the fear that when they get married, because men view themselves as these like elite, well, some men, 
view themselves as these leaders and like, oh, when I get married, I'm going to have the right to tell her what to do. Why would any woman sign up for that? I absolutely know why they would, because that's what they want. No, not in that way. I think, and I'm going to overgeneralize because I think that the generalization is a rule. I think most women want to be led, not by a dominating, controlling person. But as my dad says, anything that got two heads is a monster. What does that mean? It means we can't both be in the driver's seat. Somebody's going to be driving. And I don't think that women who think that they want to be super feminists, I don't think that these women want these beta men and i say beta in quotes because that's what men will refer to the mass i don't think that these women who who think they want to be married want a man they're gonna be driving around i don't think that they're attracted totally. to him naturally i just i totally get that i think leadership is a great quality but i'm not talking about that like we're we're married mm-hmm. you're the leader of our household but you don't just tell me what to do like no. you don't tell me go do the dishes like, but what's funny too about even our dynamic is <laughs> when I ask you, what do you want to do? You sometimes, most of the time, would much rather me just already have it figured out, planned, yeah. set, thought about, thought through, thought about the upside, the downside. You much rather me just have it. Yes. Tyra, because I later? trust. What you want to eat later? Do you just tell me what? Yeah. To, you tell me what you to tell eat. Tell me what your stomach won't. Yes. <laughs> Because I just, because I trust you though. There's a level of trust. Like you don't, <laughs> yeah, you just, you're not like me. You're not bossy. You don't tell me what to do. Um, But I can depend on you when I need you. Kayla, Kayla, what are we missing? What, what are we missing? Why does Gen Z not want to be, Gen Z and millennials, why are they not being married? What do you think contributes to this mindset? You have any experience with people uh, that you may know that you've seen on social media or celebrities like what what is this phenomenon why is this happening yeah. no I would say something that has to do with it a lot is like I think nowadays in the world like you can get like the commitments that you are supposed to get in a marriage without being married oh you can have sex with anyone you want to like mm. You can, I don't know, I just feel like what is supposed to be a marriage covenant, like, you can literally get those things nowadays without literally even being married. Like, I know a lot of people will say, like, there's no need to rush. And I always, like, ask those people, I'm like, well, why is that exactly? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good point. No, I'm like, why is there no rush? Like, you're already living together. Mm. You know? So, I don't know if y'all have something to that, but I think that plays a huge, huge, huge role. So... I'm going to throw it right back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I like, no, I think that's true. Well, I think people also think that the benefits of, well, I don't know. Okay. I saw somebody say statistically, I don't know how accurate this is, but when women marry men, they lose hours of free time. But when, <laughs> but when men get married to women, they actually gain at least an hour. Who told you? I don't know. I don't know how true that secret? is. Be- <laughs> Who said it? Okay, and honestly, I don't know how true the statistics are, but I'm like, actually? Actually. Why is that kind of true? <laughs> Hold on a second. Why? Because I'm like, what happened to my free time? Hey, from experience, I'm going to keep it a being with you. Kyra, when we got married, my life immediately got two to three times better. Immediately. Yes, and mine didn't. At the same time, what I noticed... 
was you really wasn't benefiting as much as me. I wasn't. I was, I was like, actually like five times more unhappy. Because I was still playing video games. I'm still eating junk food. Now I could have sex without feeling like I was going to burn in hell. Like, I had meals being made. I got it. I was cleaning. Yeah. You was cleaning. So you gained, and that's because. I was like. That's because, well, what they would say is gender roles of like when women get married, it's immediately the women, we have our own set of expectations, but then also the men have the expectations that we're going to clean and cook and take care of the kids and grocery shop. And that's how we lose all of our free time. Our free time turns into being a homemaker, whereas men are like, oh, awesome. Now I have somebody who's going to do these things. And it's, it's the expectation. And even if it's not like you better get in there and clean the kitchen or go make me a sandwich, it's just societally, those are the pressures and expectations of women. I'll keep it real though. Let's be totally, totally honest right now. Don't think with your head. Just tell me how you feel. I'm going to throw this at Kayla too. So you probably be thinking about it. <sighs> Is it your natural inclination to want to be like that. Like, are you naturally more, I don't want to say domesticated as like an animal. That's terrible. Are you yeah. naturally more of a homemaker? And do you naturally have the propensity to want to do Absolutely. That? See, then that's why I don't like speaking for women because I feel like I am very naturally submissive. So you naturally like, want literally to do things that don't Tell me you. what to do. No, no, I do benefit from it. How? That's the thing is like, I don't know. I just love it. Like I just am, I just am like created this way. I don't know. And then, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of this, know. the pinnacle of this, I realized once we had a newborn and Kyra wanted to breastfeed. And I was thinking like, you know, I was the plan and she was breastfeeding and night one after boy, baby boy, fresh out the womb, she breastfeeding. And I immediately went to sleep. And every time the baby cried, oh, he probably hungry. Every time a diaper needs to be changed, why would she wake me up knowing that she got to change a diaper and feed him? So I realized for the first week of Carter's life, oh, this is easy. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, Jakari said, I disagree. Every household sets their own standard. And I do not agree with that. I, do not, I don't think when you get married, maybe especially young, it's just, it is the societal pressure and understanding. It just kind of happens to you. I think if you do get married older, like when, once you're like 28 to 30, maybe, mm -hmm. you're going to be like, okay, this is how I want. And I think that it's being talked about more because- of how society is of like, okay, Hey, before we get married, I just am letting you know that I want to continue to work or I want to be at least able to work part-time and I don't want to get pregnant right away. And like, Hey, you need to be able to make your own breakfast and lunch. And then we'll decide what we want to do for dinner or whatever, things like that. Absolutely. But I, for people that aren't on social media and aren't having these conversations and people that aren't very susceptible to wanting to have the conversations and don't want the societal norms to change, they're going to be like, no, it needs to be how it's always been. I'll, let's let Kayla answer about um, your natural tendency. And I'm going to ask both of you women and then some of the women that are in the live chat. Again, you guys can join the live chat by joining the Grown Together community. If you're not in there yet, you need to go ahead and join. I want to ask y'all to overgeneralize and make a statement for all women, women based off of the experiences that y'all have had around women. Have y'all been around women that are naturally like y'all have y'all been around the feminist type women? Have y'all been around the people who have this nice, nice, healthy balance? How do y'all think, not with your head, but just the general feeling of being around them, they naturally are 
without hearing from a feminist, without hearing from their grandma who's the homemaker, how, what do you think they would naturally go if they weren't steered in any direction? So first, Hila, are you more naturally one way or the other? And then let's speak for general, women in general. Well, I'm not married. I don't have kids. <laughs> but I will say, like, that's obviously something that I do want and I have that desire for. And I feel like growing up, like, I kind of saw, like, my dad was the one who worked. Mm. And my mom was the one who was at home more often taking care of us kids, cooking, cleaning, doing all those things, which I feel like when you grow up in that household, that's how, like, I'm almost, like, trained how I think it should be. So, I don't know yeah. if that really answers your question, but I know, like, not, like, I see what Jakari is saying, where it's, like, every household's different, you know? Yeah. Like, there are things like that that you can be talking about, but I'm, like, I know for me, I, like, do have this, like, dream and desire in my heart that, like, I do want to be a mom one day. I do. Yeah. Don't necessarily want to stay at home, but I know that that's, like, something that I feel right. like I'm kind of expected to do, but I'm not, like, mad about it. Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. yeah it does. The, the Barbie, um affect y'all idea of womanhood and what a woman can do or should be able to do at all so i think that i was Mar- like it was when i was five it was not that deep but the inception <laughs> of barbie probably was rooted in some feminist ideals where there's this liberation of this strong yes, woman figure because who has this beta male in the passenger seat scrub in the passenger seat who just kind of tags along and i think from girls playing with that subconsciously it probably has contributed to a great and much needed liberation of women, but also probably steered them in a direction against and away from their natural propensities to want to be more at home or more um, help meet ish yeah. to their. Well, there were partner. pregnant Barbies and like there, you know, growing up there were. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. And also, I didn't know that Ken was a scrub like growing up. They didn't say we like, call him a scrub. I didn't know. The dudes call him a scrub. Well, in the movie, he is. Like, he's kind of a doof. Oh. Um, but, like, growing up, me and my sister had multiple Ken Barbies, and, like, it was fine. Um, I think that Barbie's main thing in the movie is that she's not in love with Ken, and everyone expects her to be in love with him because he's in love with her. And oh. she's like, I don't choose him. That's deep. Like, I, I love Ken as a friend, but, like, I'm not in love with him. Do you think that, uh, okay, so answer this first. So, women in general, do you think that, there's a natural propensity to be more like homemakers or to be more independent. And then based off of that, do you think that an independent woman who is really in love with the dude will actually be more homemaker-ish and like selfish, selfless in that way towards him? That's a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I see tell you what guys think. Then? Okay. You don't know? Okay. I think guys think that, Women are lying. Guys believe at this point in time that the type of guys that women are saying that they want, they actually would not even give the time of day. And this is what I meant back in the day where I was talking about y'all be saying y'all want nice guys. Y'all be saying y'all want these certain type of guys. But really, y'all be going for these bad boys. Y'all be going for these boys that have a machismo, that be direct, that have... um, a masculinity about them because that's kind of what it ends up being. And I'm not talking about not uh, toxic, but fragile just, or toxic. Yeah. I'm talking about a security in them. And y'all be saying, y'all be wanting people that are super <laughs> empathetic and their uh, EQ is way higher than their IQ and all this stuff. But I'm just like, when it come down to it, that's not what y'all be going for. So guys are thinking, nope, 
And the reason they're thinking this is because that's what they're experiencing. We are seeing guys who are way more traditionally masculine in whatever ways you want to describe that, traditionally versus non-traditionally. We're seeing guys who are traditionally masculine running laps around the dudes that are pandering and being the white knights in the way that y'all be saying that y'all want. Running laps meaning getting way more girls and being way more successful dating-wise. But is it okay if women want different things? Like, what if... Because, like, there are women that are married to men that are a lot more, like, soft or maybe, like, have a higher EQ than IQ. I don't know. Um, And I guess, like, I hate these terms that I have to use. But I guess more of, like, a beta. Mm -hmm. That's fine, right? Like, Well, there's things about the beta. The beta (laughs) is a weird term. There's things about the beta that are great. But too much of a good thing is, is bad. So what I'm saying is... There have been aspects of my personality and your mom really correctly um, saw this, but she went too far and put way too much on it. But what she saw in me was a guy that pretty much had a toxic masculinity. In a lot of ways, my dad and the deacons at our church had a toxic masculinity. But since they were older, they had already worked through that. So my dad is not toxic. But what I saw from him was, oh, Men act like this. So I'm acting a way that I'm not really, mm-hmm. okay, which caused me to overcorrect. So what your mom rightly saw was you stay on that trajectory, you will be insufferable to be around. Right. Okay? So what I had to do in response to that was look at more healthy versions of masculinity right. that included and didn't suppress certain things that would be associated with being a beta, right. like being emotionally intelligent. Right. Like being softer and sometimes that takes a couple years to really do yeah it don't happen in a day yeah but what i won't do though is try and act like a woman what i won't do is think oh basically just try and become a woman i'm not a woman i have my natural propensities i have my natural drive i have my natural stature and energy but there are certain things about you that i'm even learning that make me more soft that balances me out and gives me a more healthy yes i think ideally wouldn't we all like to marry somebody who is already balanced people are saying you gotta do the work before you get married and i don't know if that i don't know if you can because there's something about being in the presence of a woman if you're like naturally more masculine idk um or like hard or whatever less emotional how are you going to do that work unless you've been you know exposed to something different it's a balance too because as, other- as guys, we can tell a man who was only raised by women and only ever been around women. And now I'm talking about the guy who is um, maybe a part of like LGBTQI+. I'm talking about straight men who've only been around women. We can tell in the same way. Everybody else can tell when a dude has only been around men because so- they act like everything is a nail and they're a hammer and they're just... <laughs> Busting through everything. So if we have to, as women, say if I was single or whatever, or single woman out there, if you had to marry one or the other, which side do you go to? Is it easier to make a man that is like super hard and not very emotional balance out or a man who is super emotional and not much of a leader? Can can we get him to be more in the middle and, and get some of those qualities? Because do balanced men even exist? <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I'm thinking like uh, that are unmarried, that are unmarried. I know a lot of married men that are super balanced. 
That is like you could tell they have the amazing well, leadership well, qualities they out. can. Huh? That's when you find out. When you're that's married? That's when your most accountability happens. Like now you can't act balanced when I'm around you. Like you either, you can't just act balanced on the date. Like now that we live together, I'm going to see every part of your, right. your character. But I think that it's easier, but this is me being biased. <laughs> ah, this is not true though. Because some of the coolest dudes I know was raised by single moms and only been around women. And they have that emotional part down and they can learn the harder some leadership like, dog qualities. part. But at mm-hmm. least they're not hurting people in the meantime. Right. But some of the dudes that just be like, I'm going to grow my beard out and I'm going on this carnivore diet and fight, 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 eat, eat, eat. Like just doing too much. They be hurting people. I wonder how you would be like at this age if you were unmarried. I got a pretty good balance, but I was a little. Well, uh, you're definitely balanced now, but you were definitely more on this side. I was steering toxic. <laughs> you were. But that's another but thing honestly, that's I, unique to like the black community. Like there's this machismo and there's masculinity that yeah. needs to be projected so much. And it manifests itself again in the music and how they treat people of uh, different sexualities. Like there's almost this overdoing of it or like this overcompensation of masculinity where now you're talking about your endowment of your members. Um, there's this hypersexuality. There's uh, really uh, a physical and domestic abuse aspect of it. There's if you say anything or do anything to us, now we got to beat you up because it's like you come in for our masculinity. If you disrespect us in a way, you might say words, but we might, we might respond physically. <coughs> it's so deep. Yeah. So again, it's, there's, that, there's levels to it where it's like, okay, masculinity in general for men, but culturally it, it differs as well. Yeah. Okay, Vanessa said something that I was going to get into, but I... We got sidetracked. She said, lots of people are focusing on what men and women should do in their roles from a task perspective rather than building the character to do those things with the right intention. If you cooking slash cleaning while nagging men won't like it, if you are providing but emotionally unavailable women won't like it, it's give, it's give and take. Hmm. And so I thought about that too. Like, sure, if you're getting married and you're like, okay, well, who's going to do the cooking and cleaning? Like, I don't really know that that's exactly how it works. Even just like the topic of, oh, well, each person needs to be giving 100% and 100%. I don't even think that's how it works either. Like in an actual marriage, because sometimes you do the cleaning. Sometimes I do the cleaning. Sometimes you're with the boys all day. Sometimes I'm with the boys all day. It's not like this is your task and you have to do that task every single time. Like sometimes I'll even take out the trash or pull the trash cans in, even though that's technically like something that I would say is your task. I feel like you'd be doing that because you just be wanting it done in that moment. But that's not something I would expect you to do. Right. You don't expect all. me to do it. But if I'm like, if I, if I see the trash is full and I need to clean out the refrigerator, am I going to be like, Kaylin, come take out the trash because I need the trash can. Like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Sometimes. And there's like a, there, there's gotta be a collaboration there too, because some, yeah. some, some men and some women would say, some women would say that's exactly what they would do. And some men would say that's absolutely what you, what you should do. Cause I won't let you do that. The same thing with like, um, gas being in the car it's like if i forget it's like no stop everything you're doing and go put gas well see and if i see the tank is empty i won't go get gas i'll just (laughs) just come home and then like i know that you'll do it my masculinity though (laughs) is not so shallow that it's attached to tasks like that right so if you once a year pull in the trash cans i don't feel like less of a man right like that's that's not embarrassing i think it's like that's way overcompensating and over attributing 
masculinity to certain tasks. See, I kind of almost in a way attribute masculinity to like, I don't know. Or, or I guess what she's saying is like char- character, like ability. Like if I wake up some mornings, I'll wake up and be like, I just don't feel good today. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing good. I'm at a 20%. And then you like take the boys and go get donuts. Like for something to me is like, that was a manly like thing to do. Yeah. Because like that was a leader thing to do. Right. Because masculinity, in my opinion, um, is way less specific task, which contributes to this idea of like gender roles, like role, you do this, you do that. And it's way more men do what's required. Yeah. See, Vanessa was onto something. What is required of me in this moment? Yes. So that might be today taking these plants out, but that could be something that is viewed as feminine. So like, I don't wake up and just think, oh, what are all the masculine things I could do today? No, I wake up and I say, what do I need to do for my family? And then I do that. Yeah. So if, if sometimes that requires taking out the trash, but if Kyra took out the trash, I'm not like, oh, masculinity crisis. Because also I don't want to be controlled and stupid stuff like that. Like, so what do women do? If men feel like they need to do what's required, what do you wake up? And you just naturally say, what do I nurse for today? I'm just, I'm just a little girl. I'm just a little lad. <laughs> Kara has a soft life. She just be prancing around. What do I nurture today? Oh, let me water my plants. Oh, let me water my kids. Let me like. No, I honestly, is that bad? I'm like, honestly, I do feel like I am naturally very nurturing. But then I feel like on days where I'm just like, I'm having a hard time or whatever. Like, I know that I can depend on you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Not that you have to, Caleb, but do you have anything you want to add into this before I wrap it up? I don't think so. No. All right. No. Well, tell us. I don't even know how long that was. Let us know. Let us know what y'all think. Um, Whether this goes up or not will be interesting, but (laughs) we didn't plan on doing a full podcast, but I think that it might be good enough to uh, actually post. The way I have to go Uh, potty so bad. (laughs) But (laughs) thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Again, if you guys are not in the Growing Together community right now, then I know for sure you're not watching this live, but I want you to know that you can. It is available for you to tune in and watch live. If you guys haven't already, go ahead and join the Growing Together newsletter so you guys can get updates every week on what we're cooking up in the community and outside. Again, we love y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us. Let us know your thoughts about everything that we talked about. We always say, let's let's keep keep growing growing together. together.